What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Today is Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. This is the first minute of podcast where I talk about marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on in NBA Top Shot, and sometimes about other NFTs like today, including our own, which dropped yesterday and sold out in nine minutes, uh, which I did not expect, honestly, in my wildest dreams. I didn't think that that would actually happen, so we're going to chat about that. We're also going to talk about Today's drop on NBA Top Shot, it's a triple drop, three different cues coming your way. And then we're going to feature a little interview with Olivier Aubien-Mercier, who is an MMA fighter from Quebec and who also likes to get paid in Bitcoin through a shirt that he wears during fights. MMA, obviously, I guess kind of topical right now. Dapper Labs is working on a UFC product, of course, and there was a big fight the other day. So if you like that kind of stuff, stay tuned for the second half of the show. I want to remind everybody here that nothing on the show constitutes trading advice in any way, that the show is not affiliated with NBA Top Shot, the NBA, or Dapper Labs. I'm just a guy at his house, back home now, not the hotel room, who loves basketball and blockchain. This is the first mint. We are going to kick it off today by talking about the drop from the first yesterday. As I mentioned previously on the podcast, you know, we've been working on this drop for a long time. It's something we've been trying to do for a very long time. And the mechanics and everything for it weren't perfect. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist. It's really hard to get that out. But never in my wildest dreams did I expect that we would sell out in nine minutes. That was pretty crazy. I know it's only 500 NFTs, which is fewer than what most people are used to. Usually like these generative art projects are doing like, I don't know, 8,000 or 10,000. So 500 is not very many. And obviously Top Shot sells way more packs and NFTs than that on a regular basis. But honestly, it's extremely humbling um, for that to happen. And for anybody who was able to get one, congratulations for those fans of ours, supporters who weren't able to. I'm sorry. It's, it's again, it wasn't a perfect system. And I do hope you're able to get one on the secondary market. I, you know, I don't want to encourage the, I guess, price of our NFT to dip. But if it dips enough or it's low enough for you to feel good to get one, I highly recommend it because that NFT gets you access into our Discord, which is already popping off last night, as well as some other goodies like the T-shirt and other stuff, or maybe some other stuff. I don't know. Coming up some day. Also, the NFT itself, uh, I guess, is doing quite well. It's kind of hard to compare different NFT projects, but as of last night, I was looking, we had 76% different accounts owning it, which is really good. Some NFTs see, you know, uh, less than half of the NFTs being owned by the same accounts. And also we had a 6% resale rate as in 6% of the NFTs were currently listed for sale as of last night, which is also to me sounds quite good. And the floor was hovering around 0.22. Don't worry, I'm not going to constantly talk about our NFT and its floor or anything like that on this podcast. I just want to recap kind of, you know, like it was any other kind of NFT drop. In terms of what to expect next from the first mint, well, first of all, the content's not going to change. I know we're opening up the Discord. The people in the Discord are getting first access to this podcast and other uh, info, news, partnerships, whatever it is coming from the first mint, but the content itself will not change. We're still going to be doing two podcasts a week, plus the live show. We still got the newsletters coming out written by Ghost or Greg Odin, and we still have all the breaking news tweets, uh, occasional blog posts. We haven't really done one in a while. All that stuff is still coming out regularly. Don't you worry. So if you are just a casual fan of the first mint and you don't have the NFT, nothing will change for you. But I will say that like I said, this NFT has been a long time coming and it's actually been kind of holding us back and now it no longer is. 
later today or kind of early today, so maybe before you listen to this or right after you listen to it, we're going to be making a relatively big announcement. It's going to go down in our Discord first of all, so the people who have our NFT are going to hear it first. It's our first real initiative, let's say, where we're doing something outside of making on this all this content. It's something a little spicier than that that still follows our mission, which is to create community-driven experiences in NFTs and bring more people into the space. As you know from following our content, it's going to be fun. So I recommend you keep your eyes out on Twitter and tomorrow on email and the live show and any other streams to catch the news. And I promise you, this announcement will not be as stressful as trying to snag our NFT, not for you, nor for me. Keep your eyes out today for the announcement from the first mint. That's enough of that. Let's switch over to Top Shot. So going around the horn of what's new in Top Shot, we're going to chat about what's happened the last couple of days as well, what the next 10 days might look like. So yesterday, Top Shot revealed live on stream with Sean Marion, Mr. Matrix, the eight fans who are going to get to go to game five this Saturday in Phoenix of the finals. Lucky people. It's kind of interesting. Jacob just read out their usernames, which is always Kind of funny because usernames are just, I don't know, they're not really like real person names. They're just kind of funny screen names. So he read those people out. Don't know who they are, but congratulations if you are one of those people. Also, like we've talked about many times, hopefully this opens the door for teams doing so many more individual packages like this to reward fans or even just for Top Shot organizing them. Those eight fans are getting an all expenses paid trip to the game five, as well as getting to hang out in a nice suite and meeting some Phoenix Suns greats and all that kind of stuff. The stream with Sean Marion was actually kind of interesting where he talked about, you know, mid-2000s basketball playing with Steve Nash playing under Mike D'Antoni and the system they had and really just compared that era's game with today. I actually think that Jacob from Dapper, I feel like this is when he's at his best, when he gets to absolutely just nerd out with a basketball player about different styles of play, different old players they used to play, different uh, systems they had, different player movements that happen. Um, it was really great to see Jacob kind of in that element. So if he does more of those where he kind of gets to chat about old school or kind of like older, you know, 15 years ago basketball players, I'm all for it. It also sounded like Jacob was also going to Phoenix. So maybe he is and maybe those lucky fans are going to get to meet him. Also, two new challenges posted yesterday. These are the final ones of uh, the conference finals for the playoff commons. So they are Drew Holiday and Paul George. They run until Friday. Chris Paul and John Collins were awarded yesterday. I got a relatively okay serial John Collins, one of my favorite players. Again, a number like 600 something. And I got 1600 something for that sweet Chris Paul moment. And then, of course, today is the big day. We got a rare set dropping. And then there were four is the name of the set. It is the conference final set that we've been hearing about for a while now. There are only 10 moments, 750 of them each, with two challenges already lined up. One of them, Chris Middleton, and the other one, DeAndre Ayton, the Valley Oop from game two. This is going to be a really interesting one because we have the three queue system coming up. That means there's going to be three different queues. If you didn't hear this already in the podcast the other day or from the you know top shot email that went out yesterday, the queues are at 10 a.m., 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. Pacific. We're actually going to do a club cold brew for each one. They're going to be kind of brief, but we are going to do it. I think it'll be kind of fun to kind of do that through the day, hang out through the day, and also kind of, you know, maybe milk some of the PR from our big announcement that is going to come at some point. And just why not kind of spend different parts of the day together? This is something really new for the Top Shot team, this queue system, hopefully solving a lot of the scale problems. So it'll be really interesting to see how that goes down. 
My main question, once those drops are done, is what comes next? You know, we always like to look at the timelines on the first minute of like what's actually going to happen. So let's kind of break it out. These conference finals moments from the end, then there were four from this rare set. Let's say each of them last four or five days, each of them running individually. So that brings us maybe to the end of next week, I think would be like July, like 23rd, 24th or so. By then, the common challenges are going to be done. In fact, they're going to be done by this Friday. So that means that like next week, we might actually have like a pretty big pack drought coming along because we know that the next two packs are going to be one, a common playoffs finals drop, drop number four that's going to have finals moments in it, as well as the actual finals legendary set coming out. But the thing is, those packs can't come out until the finals are done, which the earliest date for that to happen is Saturday, and it usually takes four or five days after a round of the playoffs for moments to come out. So there's a high probability, especially the finals get extended, especially the Bucks win at least one more game, that next week we won't have any packs at all. And especially if those finals end in game five or six, we might not even have any quests or might only have one to actually keep us entertained, which is kind of interesting, right? It's like, what is Top Shot going to do to keep us on our toes? Are they going to announce more fan perks, more contests, more quests? Are they going to start talking about the Olympics, which they've often rumored or they've said recently that they would? I don't know. But either way, it's going to give us that preview of maybe what the offseason is going to start to look like, because really, at the end of the day, there's only maximum four more NBA games left in this season before the long three-month hiatus until the start of the next one. So if you're kind of wondering if you want to get involved in some of these Top Shot challenges, start collecting or whatever, this might be a good time because we might actually be in for you know a bit of a pack drought next week. And then once those finals and common moments come out, or the common playoff moments and the legendary ones come out, we might be even for an even longer one. So keep that in mind. Anyways, that's about it for Top Shot news and First Mint news. Next up, you are going to hear an interview with an MMA fighter, a very nice French-Canadian one who is very deep into NFTs. This content, I'm going to warn you right now, is not very NBA Top Shot related. In fact, it's quite separated from it. But I did get the chance to ask Olivier, you know, what he thought about MMA in NFTs and what that UFC product might look like, as well as the league that he fights in, the PFL, which is kind of a new emerging MMA league. So if you're into that kind of stuff and you want to hear about a big, bad, scary man who beats the shit out of people for a living, talk about how much he loves NFTs and Bitcoin. Have a listen to this interview with Olivier Aubin. Merci. Ladies and gentlemen of the First Mint, we have a very special guest today. Someone you might not expect is into NFTs and crypto, but he is very, very deep. Please welcome to the First Mint, Olivier Aubin, who is also a professional athlete in the MMA sphere. He's going to tell us all about that, as well as his interest and work in crypto and NFTs. Olivier, welcome to the First Mint. Hey. Luke, thank you for uh, having me. Very excited to talk to you. One, one, one fellow French Canadian to another. We don't. We, maybe we could do a little part at the end in French, just see see, see if people can follow along. But for now, we'll keep it English. <laughs> um, tell us, tell us about you, man. For people who who don't know you, maybe don't follow too much MMA. Tell us about you, like your background as a fighter and and uh, a bit about your career. Yeah. So my name is Olivier uh, Aubin Like you said, uh, my nickname is the Canadian Gangster. <laughs> uh, 
How did you get that nickname? I don't know. The people look at me, and they, I guess that's the first thing they come in mind, you know, when they see me. <laughs> well, nice. Okay. I think that, that's it. And uh, so I, I've been fighting for a long time. Uh, I started uh, in judo when I was a kid. Uh, I became a, a national champion. Uh, and uh, I switch at some point. I switch for uh, MMA. That's it. Since uh, since I switch, I, that's all I, I've been doing. Uh, I fought for the UFC. I think for maybe six or seven years, and now I'm with the PFL, which is another organization that do like a tournament like thing. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's like prize fighting at its best. It's uh, one million dollars uh, <laughs> that you can win at the end of the tournament. So it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Oh, nice. Uh, and plus, it's a little bit like Mortal Kombat, so uh, without the killing, but <laughs> <laughs> but but still, it's uh, it's getting there. Um, so that's it. That's uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I fought, uh, I think, uh, four days ago. Uh, oh wow! My f- yeah, my first fight in the PFL, and I I won. So I'm I'm pretty happy right now. I'm I'm getting uh, I'm eating a lot, drinking a little bit, but I'm nice. gonna be back soon. So. The guy I just fought won uh, won against the guy that um, won the last two uh, million dollars. So the last two years. Oh. So <laughs> I beat the guy that beat the guy, and um, yeah, so I was pretty uh, positive about that. But uh, I don't think I'm gonna do the tournament uh, since uh, you need points, and I got hurt a little bit. Uh, Maybe a month ago. The next year. Next year. It, okay, it looked so good. It, it looked good. So wait, you got hurt, but then you fought anyways this week. So what happened? It's uh, you. You need to do two fights to do the tournament, and um, every fight you can win points. The first fight I got hurt, so they deduct a point, which is bullshit. But uh, still, I, I was able to fight my in the in my second fight, and the second fight I won. I I won by decision though. So it's three points when you win by decision. And uh, so uh, three mo- minus one is two points. So unfortunately, uh, I don't have enough points to do the tournament. But uh, I'm going to try to be on the next card anyway, uh, if they need an alternate or something like this. In your in your career in UFC, did you have any big fights or, or victories over some, some names we might know? Yeah, well, I won... It's maybe more people that really follow MMA, but you know, I fought Gilbert Burns, I fought Drew Dubber, uh, I fought uh, Arman. Uh, I don't remember his, his last name, but <laughs> I, I fought some pretty good uh, adversity and uh, uh, I won some of them and I lost some of them. Uh, but uh, I think at the end, I'm maybe seven and five in the UFC, I think. Okay, um, nice. Uh, you know, I fought some top 15 and uh, I even fought like a, a guy who just fought for the, the, the championship, actually, uh, maybe a year ago. Tell us about how you discovered crypto and NFTs and, and how long you've been doing that. So uh, crypto, how I, I learned about that was my coach, uh, Firas Zabi uh, from Montreal. He actually uh, bullied me to buy a crypto. So. <laughs> Yeah, this freaking thing at his gym, you know, like a, a guichet uh, that you can buy crypto. He was like, "You, you have to buy some." It was in two thousand. Oh, one of the one of like the the ATM, like yeah, the, the, ATM. the Bitcoin ATM. <laughs> yeah, those felt so, like such a scam when they first came out. 
Like it yeah. felt like it was so <laughs> fake. So he pushed me to to buy one from from his uh, ATM. So yeah, he basically <laughs> was trying to get my money. Uh, so okay, it, it was 2017 at the top, at the top, top, top of the bull, uh, the bull run. I start buying some at the top. Then the crash happened. <laughs> Oh my god! So I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's interesting." Uh, so um, I think I was too lazy to uh, to sell it, and uh, I continue. So so I ordered. Wait, it. you mean you could, you couldn't bring it back to that machine and sell it back to the machine? Uh, I was just too lazy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. And oh. then I start looking a little bit into it, a little bit, and then I I I bought some. Uh, during the the bear market, and uh, a little bit uh, every month, you know. I think it's since COVID that I really start like learning about Bitcoin. <laughs> I was just buying it because I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I was feeling, I was feeling Bitcoin was like a little bit like the Uber of uh, of the taxi industry, you know. But nothing more than that. But when I really start uh, reading about it, that's when like I said, oh shit, okay, the, there's something more about it than uh, than I thought. Uh, so that's why um, I'm getting more and more uh, passionate uh, about uh, Bitcoin. I'm not uh, I'm not a maximalist, you know, but I really really like Bitcoin. But I have some tendency to really like uh, NFT too. So uh, yeah, for me, I, I think Bitcoin and NFT are the two uh, the two things that uh, I'm uh, the most passionate about. Absolutely. Tell me more about Bitcoin, man, because you know I saw recently that you have like a QR code on your jersey now where you can get paid in Bitcoin, right? Yeah, exactly. So what's cool with PFL, it's uh, I'm allowed to have a sponsor. So I, I had this idea to have like my QR code on my shirt. So if I, I give a, like a good performance, uh, people could tip me, you know. Uh, maybe if they, they bet on me, they win uh, big money, they could uh, tip me if they... They like the fight. If they like the joke I did uh, post-fight interview, they, they could tip me. So why not? Uh, because in MMA, what's happening, it's uh, in the UFC. Uh, the UFC gave a bonus, but they, they decide who get the bonus, who get who don't get the bonus. Uh, a lot of time, if uh, the UFC don't like you, uh, you won't get the bonus. So I was thinking uh, maybe we can try to decentralize the bonus uh, with uh, that uh, uh, with Bitcoin, you know. Uh, so that's why I put the QR code, and what I, I'm gonna do with that basically, it's uh, I have the money that I'm gonna get with the, the QR code. I'm gonna give it to uh, to all the next athlete who's gonna do the same. So I want to uh, to push other athletes to do the same. So really, it really become uh, decentralized that really people can decide which athlete they prefer, which athlete uh, which performance they uh, they prefer. And why not push uh, the PFL to have the uh, the QR code on, on television? You know, uh, maybe they can get a sponsor from a wallet or something, and uh, they can make a little bit of money. Plus, all the athletes are equal. They can uh, they can get some tip from uh, any people from uh, all over the world. Uh, so that was the the idea behind the the QR code. Like I knew I was pretty early, and maybe not in the. <laughs> The, it was maybe not the the best timing either, but still I decided to have it, and I I think I'm gonna keep it for until the end of my uh, career. But I think I did three thousand with that uh, my last fight. Oh, cool! Uh, 
Yeah, that's really good. It's a, it basically it's a it's a behind the door bonus from the UFC to three thousand. It's a, it's pretty good. I'm really happy actually. I, I was a little bit surprised. Uh, I'm happy that it worked. Yeah, that's really cool. That's I mean, and that's also you think about how many people actually have like a Bitcoin wallet that they know how to use, right? And it's not it's not that many people who are watching the fights. So that's like a that's like a high percentage I would say of people like giving like like tipping you essentially yeah yeah i think so and it's a uh, super early like i said so uh for sure there was this thing that well i'm i'm i don't i don't think i'm the first to do it but still i kind of talked about it and uh, uh on twitter and it was it kind of become a like a, a thing so for sure there was this uh, momentum uh, but i think in the future with more people getting uh, uh, bitcoins and having a wallet uh, with the lightning lightning uh, network too i think it's gonna be more and more interesting uh, but yeah right now uh, for sure not a lot of people uh, actually people were like oh can i send you like uh, real money <laughs> i gotta do a transfer i was like no no i don't do it for that like it's yeah. not uh, i'm i'm not here for the like really for the money it's more for the ideal to get uh, to get uh, bigger you know yeah, but that's cool. That I mean, that's cool that people want to support you one way or another. Um, oh, yeah, but it's it's man. great that you're you're leading the way like that as well. Do you like? I mean, in your world of MMA um, and PFL, like what what's been the reaction to you having that QR code and kind of taking payments in Bitcoin? Uh, well, people think it's a really really smart idea. For sure, not a, a lot of uh, athletes understand it. Uh, but now they call me the Bitcoin guy. <laughs> yes, nice. <laughs> yeah, they call me the the Bitcoin guy. Oh wow! Uh, but yeah, I, I think they just need to maybe learn a little bit more about it when they they gonna be when they gonna understand. I think it's a no brainer because like for me to have my QR code, I can put another sponsor too. I can put a, a sponsor and then put my QR code on top. Uh, which would be like because we are allowed two sponsors, but uh, with that we uh, like we have uh, the people that can pay you plus a sponsor. So there is two way to uh, to get money from uh, from one spot. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Do you like your your fellow athletes? Like, tell me more about them understanding this and kind of kind of tell me more like. Are they kind of catching on to the idea that that crypto and NFTs can help them unlock more of that like revenue and also just um, a bit of a different way to interact with their fans? But I think in the in the MMA in the MMA world, it's uh, it's getting more and more popular. Uh, we can see it with uh, Ben Askren that have uh, like a pretty big uh, podcast about MMA, and uh, I think the reason is uh, we don't get paid uh, a lot of money the MMA fighter, and we. We really put our life uh, in uh, into line every fight, so uh, we may feel that uh, we deserve a little bit more, and I think that's uh, the reason why a lot of uh, those guys get passionate about uh, about Bitcoin. Uh, the fact that they they feel their money don't lose value too, I think it's uh, it's a part of it. So in uh, in MMA and Jiu Jitsu, I would say it's a really popular. Some athletes need to uh, maybe to learn a little bit more about that. We see more and more athletes, you know, getting paid in Bitcoin. So it's, I think it's going to come in time. Really quickly, let's talk about, again, bring it back to Top Shot. And I know you're not as involved there, but Dapper Labs that makes Top Shot, they do have the license for the UFC. 
and they're working on that product. Do you, if you had to speculate and kind of guess like what kind of game or what kind of market or whatever that that's going to be, or even if you had to make, let's say, a recommendation to the Dapper team in terms of what that should look like, what would you, what would you say? Well, I think for sure they, they're going to have a lot of finish. Uh, I think that's going to be the, the big thing. And like maybe a good combo would be a, gr- a good thing. But I really think they should do like a meme part <laughs> a little bit. Because in MMA, there are so many crazy things that's happening. Like so many meme that's uh, that happen in the UFC. I think they they should make those uh, those moment in the in the NFT. You know, uh, like a good example, it's uh, when the, um, Joe Rogan and all the with NDC. You know, when there's a there's a finish, they scream and like those scream became uh, memes on the internet. Like I think they they should take those moment too and and uh, and use them. You know, and why not like a good I post. Like that. Uh, post interview uh, a speech you know the Nate Diaz speech when <laughs> he curses uh, like maybe 20 times in one minute that that I would pay for that why not uh, like weigh in you know all those things I think you, we should go a little bit bigger than just fighting I think uh, you could find a lot of thing in uh, in uh, in MMA like a f- funny thing my balls wa- was hot from uh, Lewis when he said that in post-fight interview. I don't know. I would pay for my balls uh, was hot. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know for you, but but uh, I think like the they should um, not only take the finish, they should not only take the good combo, but they should do like the the funny stuff too. I think it's it would be uh, really great. Uh, why not like a victory dance? That would be mm-hmm. good too. So Absolutely. yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. The memes and the kind of like the special moments outside the fight. Yeah, exactly. Those uh, little special moments that like it become like kind of history in uh, in MMA. Uh, but that doesn't happen in the octagon. You know, we have so much of so many of them in uh, in MMA. It's 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 insane. It, it's I think half of the thing it's happening outside the the cage. I mean, the the sport, what it is, it's two athletes that try to build up like a fight, you know. So for sure, with the during that build up, like some crazy thing happen. Uh, so I think it would be it would be really interesting to to see those moments uh, become NFT. Uh, another example is uh, McGregor. Like how many one liner did he say in the in the UFC? You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he said Absolutely. so many, like so many one liner. The the way walk, the way uh, talk, <laughs> everything. You could you could use everything. You know. Yeah, all good recommendations. Um, okay, Olivier. Now it's the end of the show now, and what we do at the end of the show is we play a game, and the game is called Would You Rather. So what I do is I give, I give you two options, and then you tell me which one you would rather, okay? Okay, let's do it. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Would you rather that the PFL makes NFTs and you're the poster boy for them, or that Bitcoin didn't crash in 2017 after you bought it from the ATM? Neither, but I would say uh, <laughs> I would say the the I would say the NFT. I think. Uh, 
the 2017 crash was part of uh, the Bitcoin history, and I think it's a, it's an important one. Uh, but at the same time, I, I don't know if I would like to be the poster boy. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I, well, I would say the the poster NFT poster boy. Okay, okay. Would you rather that you get sponsored by Axie Infinity or that you get sponsored by Elon Musk? Oh shit, that's a. Uh, I think Axie Infinity. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, I think Axie Infinity. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, okay. I like the community. Like, I, I mean, I know the guys, so it's. I like the community, and uh, um, I mean, I, I like Elon. Like uh, a lot of Bitcoiners really hate him, but uh, I think he's just a troll, you know. And uh, <laughs> I have to, I have to respect that, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. though he made me lose a lot of money. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm still oh, thinking about getting that cyber truck. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe if he if he sponsors you and he gives you a truck, then maybe you'll do it. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe. Okay, last one. <clears throat> Would you rather you win the million dollar prize in PFL or win a million dollars in an Axie Infinity tournament? Uh, I would say the PFL. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I would say the PFL. Even better than that would be the the belt. Like uh, money is money, you know. Uh, what I want is the the PFL belt. Uh, the good thing is when you win the million dollars, you get both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but That's if I fair. had to choose with uh, in between everything, I think the belt would be. I say that now, but probably not. Probably I would take the million dollars. But uh, yeah. I don't nice. Know. Nice. Great answers. Great answers. Thank you. Thank you. Olivier, Canadian gangster, it's been great to have you, man. Thank you so much for having me. It was a, a pleasure. It's always fun to talk about the NFT and, and Bitcoin. And that is going to do it for us today, folks. Thank you again to everybody who participated in the first mint drop yesterday. And good luck to everybody in the different queues today during the rare pack drop. We will be there for Club Cold Brew throughout the day. And if not, we'll see you tomorrow night on the first mint live.